Dave Elliott's Weird Podcast. Hello and welcome to episode 11 of Dave Elliott's Weird Podcast. Um, I just got to come in with a major announcement to start off. Some of you guys may have seen this on social media, others might be the first time hearing the news. But my major announcement is there's no Champions League of Weird on this week's podcast. And that's because... I've become a dad for the first time. Were you up a dawes? Yep. Um, for those of you listening to the podcast, it's coming out on a Sunday, which is a first normally. The Weird Podcast comes out on a Saturday and I record it on a Friday night. But uh, this Friday, at 3 minutes to 7, on the 8th of December, my daughter, Holly, decided she was sick of being inside her mother's tummy and wanted to just come out and see what was going on and yeah so she, so she made it difficult to record a podcast I thought I think firstly if I had have um, said to my girlfriend Catherine that hey um, I appreciate what you've just done there I love the I love my daughter cheers I'm just a way to record my podcast I'd forever be in the bad books so and also not being sly but I'd much rather have been with the two of them, instead of, of recording my podcast, which which is great, because they're both doing amazing, they're both great women, well one's not a woman, one's a little girl, like literally a day old girl, so it's weird to call her a woman, but she's amazing, and the two of them are great, but again, the weird podcast has to, has to be recorded, because people are just screaming out for it, they want to hear what's going on in, in the wonderful world of weird. And I give the people what they want, but this is a very, very much an ad hoc podcast this week. The sound's probably not as good because um, I'm actually recording it in my old bedroom at my parents' house. I'm staying down there tonight because the two, the two girls are in hospital still and they'll get out tomorrow, which will be Sundays to when, when this is out. So I'm just sort of holding my microphone because of nowhere to set it to record because my parents are in bed and my wee sister's in bed so I'm like going back in time to be like a full little boy again having just done literally the opposite of what a little boy would do as in become a father a man or someone responsible for another life rather than face up to that like a man would do I've just run back to my mummy and daddy's and got in the old bedroom being like this is the way it's going to be I'm afraid no that's actually a joke and a lie um not that I am literally in my parents' spare room, my old bedroom, but um, it's not because I'm, I'm scared of running away. It's because I'm not actually allowed to be in the hospital any longer. Um, I should probably start at the top, really, and, and let you know what went on. On Friday there, I had a routine appointment with Catherine at the at the maternity unit just for a wee check-up because we were scheduled for the baby to be born this coming Friday on the 15th. We'd been booked in for a section given some medical complications it was easier to just book in get the section get on with things and as we went just for the checkup Catherine had a bit of pains in her tummy well, nothing really she was worried about just thinking a bit of tightness whatever it'll be grand so we went in we're waiting in the in the clinic and then we got called in and they did a scan and the nurse who uh, or the nurse sorry the doctor who I went to school with. Actually, went to Sullivan with a girl called Gillian. She was just like looking at things. I could tell from her face she was a bit confused. She was like, 
something and you could tell something wasn't quite right and then she was like let me just have a, another wee look at you here and she did an, an internal inspection which is so gross guys Ugh. but she just checked that and was like yeah you're basically in labour so I'm going to get you in for a section and I'm thinking of the weekend Monday she goes a couple of hours I'm like okay uh oh will I have time to change my pants because I just shot in them and we just went into the to the maternity clinic and did further tests, which was so strange because I um, had so many thoughts as to what this day would be. Obviously, you know, when the baby's coming, whenever it's a, a planned cesarean, you kind of have time to get your mind into the place that you want to be to prepare to be like, right, this is what's coming. I need to be ready for it. Let's just do this. Whenever you go into clinic, expecting just to be told, yes, sweet, everything's in order, see you next Friday. And then they're like, nah, it's game time. You go, okay. Shit. So once that happened, I kind of just went into shock. You know, like totally like not knowing what was going on. So by the time that was happening, we went up to the to the ward. And there was Catherine was being chatted to by people. What not, they're talking about like... They were going to, like, anaesthetize her, like, for the, the section. And I was just kind of trying to listen to as much as I could. But uh, the guys were like, right, we'll just take you off. And I just sort of thought, take her off, tell her what's coming. Sweet. So everyone just left. Left her boy in the room by himself. And I was like, hmm, this is a bit strange. I'm just not knowing anything. Time's ticking. I was looking at the clock, and it was like half six. And I'm going, okay. It's fair enough. They'll be back in a minute. Look at the clock again. 25 to 7. 20 to 7. Quarter to 7. And then a nurse came in. And uh, she was like, right, hello, Dave. And I was like, hey, how's it going? And she was like, I said, I said to her, um, how's Catherine getting on with her chat? Like, is everything being sorted for the, the anaesthetist? And when are we going in for um, the operation? And she was like, Ah, she's she's in already. She's literally, she's doped up now, ready to ready to go, and I had no time to really react. I was like, oh, oh. and I was like, you know, I want to be in for this, and she was like, yeah, just stick a hat on and and let's go. I'm like nothing else, and they're like, nah, just stick your hat on, away you go. And normally I would have been shitting myself about this, but. When she told me, I think it was so much in shock that I just kind of went along with it. And we headed into the operating theatre, basically, and they had started to cut her to get the baby out. And I was, like, looking at it, like, whoa, that's disgusting, for a start, and spooky. And I thought, I'm, I might faint here. And I said to one of the guys, oh, I might faint. And... Um, I don't know whether to take this as an insult or not because it was fully an insult. He goes, well, don't you faint, mate, because if you faint, we can't move you. You'll just have to be shimmied to the side like a dead cow. It's mate, I'm about to be a dad. I don't need to be called a dead cow. And like, how can you shimmy me to the side of an operating theatre but yet not carry me out of the room? Give a man some dignity. And he's like, right, just sit down and whatever. So I sat down and... I was up the the upper part of the the body, 
I was kind of up at Catherine's head, wasn't down to business end, sadly, I wanted to be down there, you know, have my sixpence worth, you know, just say what's going on, make sure they're doing the job right and see the, the baby, so I'm sitting there and literally within 10 minutes, I had a kid and that is the maddest thing ever, like, people want to ask, to know the big questions, did I cry? No, obviously not, I'm hard as nails. I didn't cry. I totally bawled my eyes out. Like, completely went. It was the most surreal experience ever. Just all of a sudden, nothing. All this worry, I suppose, was suppressed by the shock that it was happening so quickly. And I just saw my daughter. And I was like, there you go, you've got a daughter. I was like, whoa. That's so quick. And obviously, when you, you have a child in the way, anyone's been through it will know this themselves, you have certain worries and fears as to how things will be and there's no greater fear whenever you're going to become a parent than the thought that your child might be ugly. You know, that's what I was terrified of. I'm thinking, like, what if I have some kind of freak child that I'll have to make wear a mask? That's, I think, what happened to MJ. You know, people were like, Michael Jackson's weird, he makes his kids wear wear masks. Obviously, um, to hide their identity from the paparazzi. When really, Michael's like, eee no. eee no, my kids are really ugly, Martin. Because it's a reference to the Martin Bashir interview. My kids are so ugly. I have to keep them covered up. They're so disgusting. And... I thought my kid could have been an ugly child. Because, I mean, a kid's 50-50. You know, a kid's 50% what mum, 50% dad. So if a child is 50% of me in them, there's a high chance it's going to be UGLY with no alibi. And somehow I have produced the most beautiful little girl. She's gorgeous. She is was 7 pounds 11, which is light as well. So I was expecting to have, like, a two-stone baby with big gap teeth. I know babies don't have teeth when they're born, but, hey, I was thinking if it's got my genes, it'll have big, goofy gap teeth and a big fat head like Pete from Goof Troop. But yet I've got this little dainty princess, and she's just amazing. She's the most beautiful thing. Like, people often say, oh... Everything changes when you have a kid. And I'm like, yeah, everything gets worse, man. Because you can't do any shit you want to do anymore. Because you've got a little brat to look after. But that changed. Like, I said, I, I was totally just in love with this wee thing. And I was also worried that I would be terrible at the duties that you required in parenting. Like, I was thinking about the obvious, like, changing nappies. Sorting its feed, making sure it's rested. I'm like, I don't have no experience with this shit. And I'm just kind of winging it, essentially. And then once the baby was out and was sort of cleaned up and ready to go, I just was like shell-shocked. I, just by the whole thing, I was still in shock. And it just sort of was just game for anything. You know, the the midwife was like, mate, do you want to do you want to cut the cord? And I was like, ah, sure, I'm fucking, ah, of course I will, I. I'm my bastard, I'll do whatever the 
go ahead. And she's like, oh, these scissors are a wee bit blunt. It's NHS after all. Because you see, there's this hilarious joke going on within the NHS at the minute. The people will joke the fact that there's no money in the NHS. And that's hilarious because we basically don't have a government because they're just off getting paid basically to argue over stupid things like marching Brexit and Irish language acts and stuff rather than the actual core matters that actually affect the here and now in the country like the NHS so it's banter basically they're like oh it's the NHS can't afford to cut that and I was like to be fair I'm not going to use the NHS scissors they look too blunt I'm going to use my teeth so I just got down grabbed that cord and just <laughs> bit it cuddling through it like a great white <laughs> like I'm still a beast obviously that's a lie I used the scissors but it sounds more dramatic but anyway it was game for him like I'll do that then they brought her through for a bit the baby through with me because Catherine was getting stitched up after a major surgery and they brought her back in the midwife was like oh, I'm just going to dress her here unless you want to now I've never dressed a baby in my life I was like oh, I'll fucking give it a go sure so, out I went, dressed the baby, perfectly. Where I got a three-piece suit, tailored to her size. That's for me to know, but she looked dapper. Only joking. She was in basic white baby grow. See, babies aren't very stylish, because they've no way of, like, getting their gear for themselves. Do you know what I mean? They, don't, they haven't, like, found their sense of style yet, so they just get dressed in what their parents put them in. And I have as much fashion sense as... I was going to say Jimmy Savile. He doesn't have good fashion sense, to be fair, so it is a good point, but he's also a horrendous bastard, so bad example, but I have as much fashion sense as Jimmy Savile. Basically what I'm saying, so our kid is wearing shell suits and it's not stylish in the slightest. But hey, I dressed it. Next thing, we bring her through into the, the ward. She's done a little poo-poo takes a bit of time when you're inside somebody living for nine months you know the shit will build up so she dropped a wee douche the nurse was like I'm just going to change your nappy unless you want to do it fuck it of course I'll do it have I changed baby's nappies before? nah and was it good at it? no I, I didn't know that you had to like wipe one way because I've never wiped a, a girl's in general never wiped a girl's genitals let alone a little baby's so I had no clue I just thought, do it like my own. Just get in there, give it a good old rub around. The nurse nearly said, she's like, you have to only do it one way. Like, you can't go up. And I was just mashing in there, trying to clean it all up. But she's like, no, you can't do that. You might give her thrush. And I'm like, oh, shit, okay, sorry. Harsh lesson learned. Cleaned the reboot bottom, ready to go, nappy on. And after that, I sort of realised, you know what? You do just kick into, into dad mode. You know, there's stuff you do that you'd think you've no experience at but all of a sudden you're just a master of it I don't say I'm a master at it I put her nappy on atrociously but you just do it and it's, it is it is madness because they are sort of things that I would have been really worried about and then how dainty and stuff her wee body is like you obviously have to secure their head as best you can and, and their wee neck's really weak but any other babies I've ever been given to hold or anything, my friends, kids or whatnot, I've struggled with actually holding them. And I've been worried that it's hurt them. But when you actually think about it, how babies are born are so traumatic and so physical 
that you know basically holding them shouldn't be that big a deal. So I've now I'm now a master of holding babies, I'm master of dressing them and changing their nappies, and I've been dad for one day. So if that's the kind of stuff I can learn in a day, Lord knows what I'll learn through the rest of her life. You know, obviously I would plan to be to be there with her for the majority of her life. You know, I've no haven't made any plans to ditch on her yet. Again, I don't know what her personality's like. She could be a jerk. I could decide, yeah. It's not for me. I'm I'm hitting the tiles here. See you later. But nah, I'm I'm definitely not gonna do that. I'm totally Besotted and like it makes you into such a sop. I'm such a wuss. All I want to talk about is babies and how cute they are and stuff. But I'm doing it, and I know this podcast has absolutely zero structure or direction it's going to go. I just thought, you know what, I'm going to put something out here because people listen to this podcast and I appreciate it. And rather than just leave it, I'll put something out. Like last weekend, I still had preparation for, for Holly. That's what the name of my daughter is, Holly Ella Bo. Elliot. I was prepping for Holly, who was just what I refer to as Bean at that point. Just a little Bean, her mum's tell me. But now she's a full baby, and it seems so odd for me just actually referring to her as a full person and name. It's just so odd. But in last week's podcast... And prepping for her, there was no structure. I recorded in the dead of night. I was delirious. It was probably a shite podcast. I put my hands up and say, yeah. But hey, it's consistent. Not that it's shite every week, but that it's out every week. Sometimes it is shite, you know. Today I have absolutely no clue as to what order I'm in. I've no notes. I've no nothing. I'm just talking. And I sort of thought I could just get by on talking alone tonight because... I kind of wanted to document what is a pretty big day for me. You know, the biggest day of my life, arguably. And the day started well too, Friday the 8th of December. Because I got tickets to see Pearl Jam in London. Which is a, a dream come true, one of my favourite bands. Even flow, thoughts arise like butterflies. You don't know, so he chases them away. Yeah. That's an example of why Pearl Jam don't sing, but it's their song, Even Flow, sang by me. Another thing about Pearl Jam is that they're always leveled with the fact that they're in some way responsible for the band Creed coming into existence because their lead singer Scott Stapp based his vocals and the lead singer of Pearl Jam Eddie Vedder and a lot of people don't like Creed but they relate I relate to them do you know they resonate with me mainly because now I'm a dad one day I'm the one day dad I'm dad for one day baby but their song with, with arms wide open that's all about becoming a father well I just heard the news today seems my life is gonna change. And it has. If you haven't heard that song with arms wide open, it's a decent listen. Soppy as shit, but it's a decent listen. And listen to the words and just imagine me. And that's what I will. That's what I, I've actually sang it to my daughter. The song with arms wide open by Creed. Although the song. 
their songs about having a dude, a dude kid. <laughs> I've had a, a dudette kid. doesn't really make the same sense. Keep referring to my daughter as a him and stuff. But after all, it is 2017. So if she decides when she grows up, hey, daddy, I want to be a dude. I'm going to go weird, but good luck to you. Whatever you want to do, I'll support you in. But, you know, don't, don't like kill people. Because then I would definitely be in a moral dilemma. But it's it's great being that. It's great. I'm actually I'm so sleepy because I've been at the hospital since I was there yesterday. We had our wee um our little appointment at two o'clock. We got there, and I didn't leave last night till after one, when I was forced out of the ward because I'm not allowed to stay with my baby. Sly, isn't it? Fathers for Justice, you may have a new member here, albeit I have full access to my kid because I live with her and her mum, but you know, I still want Justice to visit my kids in the hospital, and I'll dress like, say Spider-Man, but I just would look like Spider-Man had, has fallen hard times and been sacked and just hit the pizza pies in New York. I couldn't fly, I couldn't like swing rope from rope because his ropes wouldn't be strong enough to hold his big girth. But that's me and that's part, that's part of the reason why I don't have structure in this week's podcast. Don't have the Champions League of Weird because I left that in my work. It was in my notepad which is in my work bag and it's gone. So I'll have to delay it the last week and I know people are absolutely loving the Champions League of Weird. Because it's the best segment of all podcasts. Like on the Boytown podcast that I do with Shane Todd, we have some great segments. Tweetback, Quacked, which are questions that follow a fact. And Tweetback's where Shane makes me tweet something off my Twitter that he makes me write, and vice versa. I make him write something on his own Twitter. Mostly to embarrass people, but hey, those segments have nothing in the Champions League of Weird. Um, obviously I don't believe that but hey I said I would do it I'm going to work the whole way through it until we're, we have crowned somebody that's super weird but I've kind of bored you I'm sure with the soppiness so far um, I just thought I would want to say a few things about how nice it was and to maybe look back on things and listen to this podcast and think that's how I was feeling at the time but I'm just shattered Absolutely shattered at the minute, but in no way annoyed by that. Like that's I think the lesson I've learned that fatherhood will be like nothing matter. You don't matter anymore. You just are there to facilitate another person's life to make sure you can give them as best you can, raise them with the best morals you can, and just help your wife and or girlfriend that's basically all my role is now apart from the master of the weird podcast other than that I'm done you know so I was on the on the realms of getting real soppy and just like just basically crying again nearly with exi- with just joy with tears of joy stream down my fears with arms wide open Under the sunlight Welcome to this place I'll show you everything But I don't think that's what you want to listen to 
or Creed probably, but hey, you've had several doses of Creed and a bit of Pearl Jam as well. Ralph Wild Balls, everything. <laughs> but anyway, before I go, I normally say I'll read out a weird review of the, the podcast from iTunes, but I haven't even bothered checking that because I've been head in the clouds in the last few days. So if you haven't reviewed the podcast yet on iTunes, please go across on iTunes. Don't judge it on this podcast or the last one because I've not been structured. I've just done it because I feel it needs done. But get on to iTunes, DFL It's Weird Podcast, give it a five-star review and write something weird. The weirder the review, the better content it is for the podcast. And I'll read that out and, and answer a question if it's there's one on it or solve a riddle or do whatever weird stuff you want me to do. I did actually before. I went in to the hospital, ask if there was any questions. And I have got a few questions here. So I go to readers. Readers? Why do we say readers? Maybe I'll call it readers questions because it's a weird podcast. I think do it on. So yeah, readers questions. Um, Glenn Lindsay has asked, how do we make the most of the snow outside? Hashtag white Christmas. What I'd say to do to make most of the snow is boil a kettle. Go out in the snow and pour the boiling kettle over the snow because fuck snow. Snow wrecks shit. It just ruins it. We are not equipped for snow here. We don't know how to deal with it. It ain't Russia. Snow, you're not welcome here. Leave. But to make the most of it, if uh, you look like the kind of guy Glenn enjoys the snow. Your 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 picture actually on Twitter, your profile picture is it looks like you. Just it looks like you're contemplating some stuff. And maybe in that photo you're contemplating how do we make the most out of the snow outside? And if you are contemplating how to make the most of it, maybe there's some way of like researching how water can be purified and melted from snow and ice to like provide um, hydration to hot countries. Maybe that's how we could make the most of the snow outside. But given that we're in Belfast or wherever we are, Northern Ireland or the north of Ireland, if you're being weird, like, do you know what? Probably just call it Northern Ireland because that's what the, the country is at the minute. Like, if you, maybe you don't agree for that then or in the future or in the past. But hey, it is nice. Just, you know, silly things we argue about in this country. It's so annoying. But yeah, to make the most of the snow outside, build a snowman. Make snow angels. But make sure you get in, get a nice hot bath or a shower so you're not frozen. That'll be my answer to that question. James Wilson has said, the day has come. Papa Bears rejoined the plebs on Snapchat. But what I want to know is when will Giacomo get in touch to model their new line? Check out hashtag Jackabro, hashtag big package, hashtag walk, walk, fashion baby. Walk, walk, fashion baby, work it, make that bitch go crazy. Uh. And then he's also attached a picture of me that I sent to him on Snapchat, which is creepy because it's not alerted me that it was screenshotted, yet somehow he's got it. Which would say to me that there's some sort of witchcraft and dark arts going on here where he can just save snaps like a creepy guy. Sly made a thought better of you than that. But anyway, yes, I'm back on Snapchat because apparently all the other boys, the comedians, say it's the best way to reach out to people and sell tickets to your shows and stuff. So I did it, I sold out, saw us guys. Um, I was going to share more baby stuff on it, but then I'm like, it's kind of personal, so I don't want to like be getting all up in my baby's grill, being like, check this out, boom, 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 snap, snap, snap. I'll just like 
change your nappy and stuff and chill out for a while and then once you're settled I'll put you on that but yeah I'm back on Snapchat again and my name is Dave Elliott lol which is so embarrassing but hey comedy is too long at the end of Dave Elliott to fit in that so I had to change it and that's what I went for idiot let me see if I've somehow gone out of the questions haven't been in the questions I'm back out again and then there's my baby so cute photos of her everywhere I love her like great let me see Megan has said as you can see love is in the air but what kind of emotion are you feeling at this time of year hashtag frisky cold and hard hashtag come Christmas and the story that she is connected to me this week is the title is Irish Town Gets Horny Off Viagra Factory Fumes there's a lot of things that you have to worry about in the air like carbon monoxide nitrogen dioxide but one town in Ireland is embracing a certain airborne pollutant, Viagra. As the Times of London reported, Ring of Skiddy residents believe that Viagra will aft through their air thanks to the Pfizer factory in their town. So basically what's, what people are saying is they're walking around this town just with full boners all the time. Which I'm sure there's their, their pluses to that, but must be an inconvenience to have the old Sammy McElroy 24-7. You know, that's the last thing you need. Probably a Devon Boner by that stage, but if you're out walking around with the Sammy McElroy, you'll, you'll know about it. But what's the uh, what was the question again there? Yeah, but how am I feeling? I'm feeling actually great. I'm I'm, I'm feeling like I've got a a wee spring on my step. Not a boner because that'd be inappropriate, but I feel like I've got a spring on my step. I'm just really excited. I can't wait to finish this podcast recording now and go to sleep, so I can wake up in the morning, go to the hospital, and see my wee family again. Which is so strange, but you know it's just—it's not strange to love your family. Of course, guys, I'm not saying that's strange, but it's just so strange for me to get my head around the fact that I'm a dad. But I love it, you know. I still can't wrap my head like whenever the nurse gave me the baby for the first time and said, "Here's your daughter." And it sort of dawned on me. I was like, "That is my daughter. I have a daughter. I have a daughter." And it's pretty mad, but it's cool. I absolutely love it. I have a daughter. Michael Jardine has asked, when it gets chilly and cold, what's your top tip to, ke- top tip to keep warm? Go to the maternity ward of the Ulster Hospital, is what I would say do, because it is hot. It is roasting. It's like a sauna in there. So that's how I would keep myself warm. Other than that, I would just get in a really, really hot shower and scald and try to boil my body until I was unwell and blister myself. And then... No matter what you do, you would be, you'd be roasting hot. And last question I have from Chris Barr. He said, podcast question if I'm in time. And he's congratulating me on the baby. I appreciate that, Chris. He said, we've all had nights where we wake up the next day without knowing how we got home. But imagine waking up on fire. Hmm. Doesn't seem too pleasant in my opinion. Check out this unfortunate man's story. But what I want to know is where's the strangest place you've ever woken up not knowing how you got there. Now the story Chris has attached is about this dude who worked in the morgue. He was a sleepy boy and went for a nap. And someone in the morgue thought he was a dead body and cremated him. Which is sly because he didn't wake up from that. The guy ended up fully dead. Like if you, in case you weren't aware, were to be like in a giant furnace and the furnace was turned on. You wouldn't wake up. You wouldn't fully, like, do humans melt? I don't know. You wouldn't melt. You'd be turned to ashes and you'd be dead. You would exist no more. 
is what would happen there, which is really sad. But if I, where's the strangest place that I've woken up without knowing? Probably in my friend's house, who had the massive drug party that I spoke about in a couple of episodes ago with Aaron McCann on the podcast, where I went to this house party and they lay on a massive spread of food and all the like sections of food were drugged and I just had a shitload of potato salad and ended up doing LSD or something that was fairly weird and just woke up not knowing where I was to see a guy who was 10 out of 10 lookalike of Haggard from Harry Potter just playing the most gnarly drum solo you've ever seen in your life. That's definitely one of the weirdest places I've ever woke up. I also woke up once wearing formal shoes and a sleeveless leather jacket, nothing else, face down in the shower. That was an interesting story too, but that was in my own house, but I couldn't explain how I ended up in that attire. But it did work it out. I got home from a night out, roasting hot, obviously. I'd taken Michael Jardine's answer to his question seriously, and being in a hot shower that night, got home still warm, stripped off. I stood in a cold floor in a student house at the time, realised, sticky, need shoes, looked around, saw no shoes, other than my formal shoes, thought, stick them on, did. Head up the stairs, got to be a bit chilly as you rise to the next floor of the house. Only thing I had hanging out, sleeveless leather jacket, that'll do, stuck that on. Ended up passing out, booking everywhere. Next thing you know, Bob's your uncle, worked it out. I'm a sleuth. Like Poirot, I should be called Poirot shit, because I'm such a scary little detective boy. People are seeing me and they know they're in trouble. When Poirot shit's about. <laughs> oh, there he is. He's, he's going to get to the bottom of this case. It's Poirot shit. Don't know why I felt like Snoop Dogg was the, the man that would narrate Poirot shit. But it, it definitely would be him, wouldn't it? <laughs> Poirot shit. Yeah, motherfucker, it's my boy Poirot shit. And that about takes us to the end of the podcast. Somehow we've got here. I don't know how we did it. Together we made it. But we're there. And that's kind of the same theme that I'm going to have approaching fatherhood. I'm going to be able to do it. But I might know how I've done it. But I'll do it. So guys, thanks for thanks for listening. Um, in fact, before I go, I did put a post up about the baby on Twitter. Apologising for the fact that the Boytown podcast has been cancelled, the live one. Um, say cancelled, it's postponed, it'll happen again in the future and I'm sorry that it had to be cancelled at such short notice but I'm not sorry about the reason behind it So, but there were a few few guys who commented on that that made me laugh out loud actually so I apologise to say look the weird podcast is going to be out a bit late but it'll be there a lot of people saying congrats to me thanks to everyone who congratulated me shout out to Chris Henderson him and his boy Jamie Clements suggesting that we should send something. I hope you mean like a present to me and not like anthrax or something because that's just mean. But if you just want to send me a present, by all means do. Get me something. I love presents. Um, and then Johnny Maxwell just comes out with whatever. Hurry up with the podcast, bro. <laughs> Which was, was brilliant. And along a similar sort of line, we had Gary Russell saying... Congrats, mate, but in all seriousness, get the podcast out for fuck's sake. Well, Gary, it's out, because if you're listening to it now, you'll know it's out. So if you haven't already, get on to iTunes and give me a review. 
You wee shit. I turned sassy there. You wee shit. And one of the actual comments that I did see on that actually, one of the last ones was, congratulations, welcome to the world of meconium, which is from Peter McEldowney. Now, I didn't really know what that, what that meant. I thought it was like some kind of threat. Oh, you'll see what meconium means. It sounded like some sort of like death metal band. We are meconium. But then I googled it and it just basically means like FTS, which stands for first time shit, which is the first shit you do as a person. Meconium's like fetus shit that transfers from the world of fetus to the world of human. Like from the world of inside a body living to the world of outer body living. Whoa, this is second dimension shit. Basically, it's the first shit you do as a kid. And yeah, I've experienced it. Because whenever I change my baby's nappy, for like the fourth time today, she just delivered a mug off to me. Like first of all, there's a little bit of poo in her nappy. I changed it, put a brand new nappy on, a brand new vest on. Then she thought, I'm going to pee on, on my dad here. She peed on me. Ruined the vest, ruined the nappy. So I went and got her a new vest, put that on. Put a new nappy on, got the feet up to put the nappy on. Started pooing everywhere. Meconium everywhere. And she didn't give a shit. Couldn't have, couldn't have, didn't look one bit bothered at what she was doing. She was enjoying it. She was glad she was mugging me off. But hey, I think that's parenting, isn't it? Quite literally, they give you shit. And you just have to try and deal with it the best you can. And that's a pretty, pretty philosophical way to end the podcast in the middle of the night. Before I head to the hospital again in the morning. But basically, I just want to say, guys... Cheers for listening, if you've got this far. Um, share the podcast with your mates. Get involved, ask questions, because it makes it a better podcast, the weirder the questions are. Rate and review it on iTunes. The weirder the reviews are, they'll read them out in the podcast, we'll make it happen. Um, I'm supposed to have a, po- uh, a sponsorship this week, and I'll have that next week, because I have somebody to sponsor my podcast. But I couldn't do it this week, because obviously things change, priorities change for this week, uh, I was going to say for this week only, but no, I will, my priority from now on will be my daughter Holly, which is again so weird to say, but she is my priority, number one, number two is this podcast, so once we get all this together, let's, let's make it more fun, the more questions you get, the more weird stories you bring to me, the better it is, so review it on iTunes, follow me on social media, I'm on Instagram, Comedy. Got a Facebook page, Dave Elliott Comedy. Got, twi- got Twitter, at the Dave Elliott. I'm back on Snapchat, at Dave Elliott LOL, which is so embarrassing, but at me anyway, and keep me entertained. And if you like to see babies, <laughs> that's what you'll get. But, guys, it's been weird. And I'll be back next week, hopefully with a bit more structure and more weird Champions League. <laughs>